that'll wake you up. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is. Welcome to Women Like Us, our podcast, Mandy Nolan. Ellen Briggs. Is that someone rubbing balloons together? <laughs> I don't know what it's it is. Like, it's still it's going got that in the background. weird noise. It sounds like, you know, let's imagine what it's the sound I imagine thighs make. Mine. When, when they're chafing together. Yeah. When they're ch- what, what's that word called? No, when they don't. If you have to imagine it. Yeah, mine do. <laughs> Firstly, really. then fuck you. Um, <laughs> and I secondly, think... that's not the noise they make. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's more, I, it's more like cellophane. Occasionally I've put on weight and my th- – that, that's never come up as a problem, but we should start off. This is – what's your problem? Mm-hmm. I've got a problem. I can't remember. What do we call it? Um, it's problem time. It's problem time. I've got a problem with remembering what the name of our podcast <laughs> Can't is. Can't say what's your problem or I've got a problem because that's Husey's. Oh, is it? Hughes, that's Husey's got a problem. Yeah. Well, he do, I, I don't think he's got a problem with his thighs rubbing together. No, I don't think so. <laughs> if he does, I would love to see footage of that. That would be fucking funny. Um, well, funnily, that's, that's one of our um, problems this week. Somebody has privately mm. messaged in and said that her good friend has lost weight and now all of a sudden she's an expert and she's telling me all the time what to do, what to eat, what not to eat and how to lose weight. Oh, that sounds like me. It is a little bit like it's you. It is like me. I mean, I do have insight. <laughs> I haven't lost that. Uh, I lost weight but not my insight. Well, I have lost weight. I've mm. lost eight kilos now, eight and a half kilos. Great. Yeah. And <laughs> I've just got to say... I know how hard it is and I know it works. And and when you're menopausal, fucking nothing works. Yeah. So when something finally does work, you go, I've cracked it. I'd love it to share with people. But nobody wants to hear my news. Nobody wants to hear how much joy they have to take out of their life. Yeah, like, nobody, nobody wants does. to hear that. No. We all want the results. No. But we don't want to hear how to get there. <laughs> and we, um, I don't think we really... People people give that advice unsolicited, don't they? Oh, yeah. I and, you know, it's when the, oh, you should do this and you should do that and you just want to go, you should go and fucking drown yourself. Well, oh, I shouldn't say you that. You should only do it when, like, I'll talk to people that are actually, if they ask if I've lost weight and how I've done it. Right. So if they open, if they crack the door. I think that's, and I think you volunteer weight information, weight loss information. It sounds like this is just. Oh, yeah, that's just inappropriate. Yeah. Like at a lunch. Yeah. Really oh, you shouldn't really be eating that. Like it, when I, I was know. eating that, I was like, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. yeah. No, that's not good. No, you've, it, it really has to be a conversation delicately had not to. That's a good one. You go, look, and it's always good to come from the it's really hard, it's been hard and I, this is what's worked for me. It may not work for you because mm. you do have to know your body type mm. in a sense and, and some people, you know, and your age makes a difference, like, you know, you know, and, and your lifestyle. Some mm. people it may not suit. And it's so boring. It is boring. It's the most boring conversation, isn't it? Unless you're the person who has lost Who's the weight. Who's talking. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all been that person. <laughs> yeah. We've all talked about our food. Yeah. When we were at Weight Watchers. Remember that, Ellen? I fucking stood up in front of the Weight Watchers class and told them how I did it. <laughs> I nearly had a fight with the Weight I was Watchers. Like a, lady. I was like a Weight Watchers winner. Do you know I got angry at Weight Watchers? I think it was probably the week I didn't lose weight, which just didn't help. I was fueled up by feeling, you know, everyone else feeling all boasty about their weight loss and I. And but when the the team leader, like the the weight, it's, I don't know if anyone's been to Weight Watchers, but everyone it, has been to Weight Watchers. It's really like um, 
it's like fat fighters out of little britain and it really <laughs> reminds me of if you've ever seen a clip of that just google it and watch fat fighters um well that's probably what they based it on yeah and for sure yeah wait watches fat fighters that's what it would be of course it is yeah um it's real lost and it's when the person comes out the front and smugly gives you a lecture about why you're a fat fuck who can't yeah. control yourself and this one day this lady who had no children who lived alone right an older lady who gave the stupidest advice for like and then said stuff like you've got to start viewing food differently it's just fuel and i went wow you clearly eat alone uh, <laughs> yeah. because it's not like that you go well no, no it's not it's actually no, it's where not. the family sits down together and we talk yeah and we take time to sit it's and actually it's a process a, it's of a, making it and everyone know, being on, involved and yeah, yeah and i was having an argument with that i go no it's not it's community it's ritual it's culture it's comfort. It's comfort. It's, comfort. <laughs> it's, it's a relationship. And I'm like, you sitting alone. You're telling me to break up with it. Yeah, you sitting alone with your TV dinner in front of the fucking TV. Don't compare that to my life. Yeah. Because I've got heaps of – and for a lot of us, that's one of the hard things is is the fact that that it's so associated socially and mm. with beautiful things and we want to As enjoy it. As it should be. Yeah. And to someone to actually say it's just fuel, mm. I'm so cranky. I'm mm. so cranky with them. Yes, I love that. I, I love that little Britain thing. <laughs> actually, I say quite a bit because remember, I don't know if you ever saw the clip when they she goes, you know, oh, I've barely been eating anything. And, and she goes, well, from now on, you just eat dust. <laughs> And I often say, when I dig into my my, um, bum bag with Stanley for the last treat when we're at the beach or something, I go, there's just dust, Stanley. Just dust, eat dust. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, you just have to eat dust. I do love that. I do. do. So so what do we tell her to do? I mean, how do you shut that person up? I think think a really frank and honest conversation, like I'm really happy for you. I'm really, really happy for you, but I'm at this point, I'm okay. Yeah. It's the same thing as someone who's given up drinking. Yes. Talking or to smoking. People, or smoking, lecturing other people. Just mm. telling anyone. Because the whole idea is when people want help, they'll come ask for it. Yeah. They'll ask you for advice and not in a way. Because there's something a bit shaming about that. And you, what you could say, this is what you do, Ellen. Here we go. Here we go. Found the nugget. You say, like you said, I'm so happy that you've, you're yeah. feeling this Started good. With and, a positive. and you've done this really well. But when you had that conversation... You, you make me feel really like there's something wrong with me and like I'm really ashamed and it actually doesn't help me make the choices that I want to be making. Yeah. So when I want some advice from you, I'll come and ask you. Yeah. In the meantime, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Perfect. There. Do you like that? There you go. Yeah. That, there I, think you go. It, I think that's a good idea because it is is. – I know nothing makes me feel worse than a fat friend who's lost weight telling me what to do. Mm. I mean the other option would be to – Get your stomach stapled. Just fuck that friend Would off. Would you do that? Would no. You? Gastric sleeves. Years. I've got friends no. that have had gastric sleeves. Of course. Sleeves. And look, I get it. It's a it's a medical procedure for people who are morbidly obese. But if you're just doing it because... Well, more and more people are doing it You're now. a bit lazy and you don't want to do the hard yards. It is hard to lose weight. It's and not... I think getting a gastric sleeve is harder than people think as well. Like that's no walk in the park. Well, I know two people who have had it and who are now quite overweight again. Oh, no, that must be so depressing mm. for them. How does that happen? I'm, I don't understand how it happens. Because they, what, do they bust the band open? Ugh. Is that what happens? I don't know. They do the sleeve now. My husband's explained it to me because he's all over it. But um, and I, you, but, oh, you can't, you, 
apparently in the beginning you have to choose between food and enough water to hydrate. So mm-hmm. a lot of times in the beginning you get a lot of UTIs and dehydrated. And I went, that's, so that's when you go, that is doing. really hard. You yeah. know, so it would have to be, for some people it really changes their lives because yeah, sure. they've never been able to do it. But well, and people who are, uh, you know, like we're talking morbidly obese, They're, mm. they can't move out of their house. Yeah. They need help or otherwise they're going to die. But for, for someone who's just maybe 20 kilos overweight... What I would, yeah, but I would also worry. Talk to this annoying bitch and she'll tell you how to lose your 20 kilos. She'll tell you how to do it, <laughs> as you'll keep telling you. Yeah. you know, but you know what it is. I can understand because you kind of go, you become a bit of an evangelist in your own program. Mm. It only, you know, it only works for me, mm. making it up myself. Yeah. Because now I can't have a, pro- I can't have, a program telling me what to do, I have to make it myself and then I can do it. I've realised because I don't like being told what to do, mm. which should be a sign not to tell other people what to do. Yes. So I have to go, shut up, Mandy, until you are asked. Do not do not mention it. Yes. So um, I would worry, I was just thinking going back to the banding, the gastric banding. Like if you are morbidly obese, the chances are, that there's a huge psychological component That's of your right. food. So you can get rid of the fat. But what do you do about all that? All the issues. Issues. I would be really interested to know what happens to people that mm. have got a lot of emotional issues. They might have lots of trauma and mm. stuff. and then suddenly They you, often do. And you take the food thing away and what are they just doing? Just sitting there in their stuff. Mm. Just looking at stuff. I mean, they've probably become full-on shoppers because you know what it would be like. Well, it's an addiction. Suddenly you lose heaps of weight and... You can get into a conventional size. Mm. Now, that would just send you nuts in the shops. Yeah. Can you imagine how exciting it would be? Because I don't know. I've been at the top of the, you know, when I'm tight in a 16 mm. and there's nothing more depressing than trying clothes on. Mm. And when you get back down to a 12, it's like, hello, everything looks great on me. Yeah. And it really, you know, so you'd have to stay away from the shops. You could become a chronic shopper. Mm. Anyway, I think this person It's a big just, issue. I would just say, look, until you're ready to lose weight, just walk with fat people because they won't tell you what to wear. Yeah, just hang, out with your, <laughs> just hang out with your fat friends. It's a good time. She'll get fat again. Yeah, yeah. And then she'll be back. She'll get fat again. And when she gets fat again, why don't you tell her what to eat? Mm. Yeah. That's like right. fucking humble pie. <laughs> a big slice of that with a little bit of low-cal cream. Uh, anyway, that's I'm funny. Just, I'm just feeling it. I've given up dairy anyway. So uh, boring. I know, but I have given up dairy. I just good thought people you. might like to know that. I've given up dairy. Oops. Um, yeah, so good. What's our next problem? Our next problem is, well, this is a good one, and this is quite common, I think. Again, came through on the DMs. Um, I really don't like my husband's best friend's wife and we have to spend a lot of time with them. I feel forced into this friendship. Oh, dear. Have you ever had that happen? Um, have I ever had that happen? Well, yeah, I guess there's some, there's, there is someone at the moment who isn't my husband's best mate and we don't see a lot of them, but yeah, they're in the circle and I don't, yeah, don't, don't love this woman, but it's not that I'm forced to hang out with her. Like like we, we wouldn't have them over for dinner or anything, but if it's a big group thing, then she's there. Annoying as fuck. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? She probably hates me too. They're those ones where I don't you, hate her, but you know you don't hate them, but mm. you don't love them. Yeah, you know you get your spidey senses, and yes. you go, "We we just do not gel. Yeah, we are not." And you sometimes go, "Don't trust you. Mm. Don't. 
And also, I think if you really like, like I, I really like this guy, this mate yeah. of Alex's. I really like him a lot, and I see she treats him really badly. No, that's not cool. And that makes me angry because he's a really lovely bloke. So I, I look at him and think about my single friends and who I could, if, yeah. if I break them up, who I could shoot him over to. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad plan. <laughs> hey. You could do that. Yeah. You could actually. Um, I was trying to think of someone that John's. Um, I, I actually like a lot of his friends' partners. Um, I have had it with previous partners, though, um, where I didn't. Yeah. You don't really like them. And they're hard work to be around. You know, just being, yes. Because you've got to it, – it's not just – sometimes it's not even It's not even anything their fault, but sometimes they're perfectly fine. They're just you're not your type of person. Yeah. And then you'll have those barbecues or something or they're coming over for dinner and then because the guys will go and have a discussion, that stupid thing with the I know, it kind of splits off the guys and the and girls. And you'll be stuck in the kitchen, mm. you know, all the, the barbecue, you'll be doing the salads and you're stuck having a conversation and both of you are struggling. Usually it ends up they don't like you either. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, and you're just sitting there going, oh, my God, we're just stuck here kind of with each other. Yeah. Not really yeah, liking it's that each for, other. Like she said, it's that forced friendship. Which is that's that's awful. I don't really know. I uh, my suggestion would be to try and limit the amount of time you have just as a foursome, and just dilute her with lots yeah. of other people. I would just wouldn't every time you know I would be doing. I just wouldn't be available. And you and I have the perfect jobs for that. Mm. We go. Oh, that's a shame. I'm out that night. But you go and do something. Why don't you go do something? Yeah. So a lot of times you just don't go. And tell your husband. He probably doesn't like her either. Yeah. There's a good chance if you don't like her, he doesn't like her. So tell him, just go, uh, you know, it's really hard work for me. Yeah, that's true. She's a bit of a tool. And actually, I just remembered there was a friend, really good friend of John's who came with, she's not his girlfriend anymore, but it was his, he, he, used to, he comes and stays with us about once a year or stays nearby. And he's a really lovely bloke. I like him a lot. And he just had this girlfriend and. She, and it was horrible because I tried sort of hard, but she was a bit of a dead shit. Mm. And she wasn't a terrible person. She, it's not terrible saying she's a dead shit, but she was just... A dead um, shit. Yeah. yeah. And I just went, oh, this is hard. It was like really... And I went, you know, as you get older too, you've got less... What is you that? Got less, I was actually talking... you got less give a fucks. And less tolerance. But, yeah. I was talking to someone about that yesterday, how she said she, she sees her mum now... Is like her grandma, like she's like, oh, turn that down a bit, you know, like mm. she gets irritated by loud noises or, you know, yeah. things. And you don't. When you're young, that sort of shit doesn't bother you, does it? I'm also not tolerant for spending time with people I don't really enjoy. No. And I'm, well, I actually enjoy I never lots have of people. <laughs> well, I've put up with people in the past, but now I'm like, oh, this is hard work. You're coming around to my way of thinking. I know. I won't be horrible to them, but it's just... No, I'm not horrible. Just, but just, you know that feeling when you're trying to... Every conversation, like, it's in your head while they're answering the question. You're going, what will I ask next? Mm. I have to ask, oh, that's good. And you get that. You get a high intonation. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how are the kids? And what have you... Like, you just ask those Well, that's another thing too. Questions. You often... You know, did you ever see it with your kids? Like, we, we actually had... This was interesting. We had really good friends who had a kid the same age as ours... But our kids didn't like each other. Their oh, kids didn't yeah. like our kids and our kids didn't like their kids. But we always really wanted to spend time together. We really loved each other, they, these, you know, us and them. But it, it, it kind of had to fizz out because our kids were little and we couldn't do it. 
Because the kids would fight and our kids would get upset when we were going, oh, oh. they're mean to me. When you're not around, they do this. And, and you go, well, we don't like the parents of your other friends. They're assholes. Yeah. We like these ones. Yeah. So sort it out. Um, that was hard though, but that that kind of fizzled out because of that. Sometimes I would get parent crushes where I'd go in that sense where I'd go, oh, I really like those parents. Can't you be friends with that yeah. kid so we can go to their house? <laughs> like we, I just somewhere yeah, they're cool. pick up. I'll go, we're just zinging. Yeah. And then you go, oh, not them. <sighs> yeah. You know. And why are you friends with her? Exactly. So, yeah, it is often having to, you know, you know, I've, I've done pretty well in, in all of that. I have never really, I have to admit, I'm, I'm probably the, for a mum with so many kids, I'm not very mumsy in that way. Like I, I have kind of been a bit self-centered in that I tend to only really associate with people I like mm. and people with children whose children get on with mine. If I don't really have a connection, I just drop them off. Yeah. Well, you have to, I think. you got to draw a line. And it, Otherwise and it it's a bit fake, isn't it? You kind of yeah. go like, you can't pretend. And you will see them. They're like little packs that they all mm. gather at school, pick up, and you go, oh, that's a tight pack. You never get in that pack. No, you're not getting in there. No. You see it, you wouldn't see it because you didn't have girls. Not saying that all girls dance, but it's a predominant female gender. Oh, yeah. Dance mums. Yeah, dance mums. Dance mums. Uh, I, know, I know a couple. And I know a couple they of dance go mums. have barbecues with other dance mums, and all the dance kids hang out. Can you imagine the dance dads? Oh. I imagine they're just going, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, dance moms, they're, dance dads. They're all alcoholics. Yeah, like just going, they're just at the barbecue, just barbecuing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's funny. Well, I don't know. I think dilute her. Yeah. Dilute her. Tell your husband and dilute her. I mean, we're adults. Fuck, we've got to stop doing shit we don't want to do. And here's another thing. Here's another thing. Here's really, another thing. I just thought of another yeah. thing. Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, grow up. And stop hanging out as a couple. Honestly, if, if you don't like her, he can have his friendship. You don't have to go to double, it's not double dating, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you just, yes. I think that's another thing too. I think people become, and because you've spent a lot of time on your own mm. away I, from I'm Alex. I'm fine with that. You're, but some people aren't like that. They're like, we have to, if they do everything as a couple, yes. those kind of couple people, and I'm not like that at all. Um, but it is nice to have, you know, it, it is nice to have, other couples over for dinner and stuff, yeah. or just friends. But you know, they don't necessarily have to be a couple. Yeah. But if but with this one, you need to. She obviously needs to invite yeah. more than just them over, oh or don't God. or don't say, don't ever go to their house because yeah. that would be it's worse going to someone's house you don't like, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because then you have to really be on your best behaviour. I just go to the dishwasher, just clean. And up. they go, "Gee, she's nice," and they're going, "I just don't feel like talking to anyone." <laughs> if I'm at the dishes. Means that I'm not really comfortable there, and I want to get out. Because oh, so I'm, do... I'm, I'm just a person who will clean up at someone else's house. Yeah, I'll house. have a clean. Yeah. But if I'm oh. but often, sometimes if I'm doing it early, it's just that it's I'm a like, sign. Oh, oh, I'll just, keep an eye I'm out for that. I'm do something like this now, so I can get out. Uh-huh. I'll keep oh, an eye out for yeah, that. Watch, if I'm at the sink early, early, yep, trouble. I, I've also got those friends that you invite over for dinner and you might have 10 people over for dinner or something and they just basically, they don't lift a finger. They bail. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'd love to help but I've got to go. And I went, I know. really? I know. Well, you could have helped. If you knew that. You, you noticed that. that, don't you? Yeah, and I go, if you knew you had to go. You could help have got, half an hour ago. Yeah, half an hour ago you could have got up, mm. you lazy cow. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you notice that stuff. That goes in the bank. Oh, yeah, that goes in. Yeah. Like just even taking your thing, you know, can I give your hand chopping stuff up? Yeah. Or scrape your plate off and put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, just leaving it there. Do you care about other people packing your dishwasher? No. No. I'm happy to have Some anyone. people are really funny about it. Yeah, that's what is it with that? Mm. I'm like, just let people help. I'm like, let them help. And if you if you can't handle how people pack your dishwasher, then you're in there on your own. Then you can't complain. Mm. Yeah, I, think, I, think I did you. have a girlfriend some years ago who was really rough with stuff in the kitchen, and every time she came to my house, she would break things. So yeah, I had to ban her totally on purpose. She went, I'll just smash. <laughs> she was just stuff. always really I'm pissed. All not... oh, right, and she'd you know, so I wouldn't get the nice plates out when she'd come over because I'd go, well, one of them is going to die. The Barocca wear out. <laughs> yeah, get, get the, the plastic kids plates out for her. Enamel. <laughs> There's the tin plate, the campers. All right, we've got one more. Yeah, we've got one more and this is a very topical one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about the all the rules around the double vaccinated and oh. the non-vaccinated as of next week in New South Wales. It's just New South Wales, isn't it? It These. is. And this letter says, um, I'm organising a picnic next week and I'm inviting various family members. I know some haven't vaccinated should Mm. i it's the double vax time should i be asking oh i I probably noted you don't have to do a picnic because it's outdoors yeah but if it's in your house right yeah can you have people in your house yeah no it's only in it's only in places if you you were organizing at a restaurant and you said this is where you go uh you know we're going to meet at the pub yeah. Do you want to come and meet us at the pub on, you know, Sunday afternoon? We'll have a few beers for my birthday and then we'll have blah. Yeah. And if you have a lot of people in your friendship group that aren't double vaxxed, they won't be able to come. Mm. Um, or I think, is it is it first vax and an appointment that you can show? I think so. I don't know. I, I don't honestly, know. I, I just, the rules are so ridiculous. I think they're ridiculous. I just think it's hard that people are having I think on Sunday like they can go to the pub. And then on Monday they can't. Yeah, exactly. So that might Same be... Same people. Yeah, and it is going to be hard. Like just say you've got a birthday and you don't feel like... And you also have limits to what you can have at home. So you yeah. can't have heaps of people at home. But you might say, I have 20 people at the pub at a big outdoor beer garden. They won't be able to get there. So you'll have to go 20 people at a picnic. And then that's just more work for you. It's a lot of work. Picnics are a lot of work. I think there's going to be a few little argy-bargies during this mm. time. Like, Have you got unvaccinated friends like you, and you know they they are? Do you talk about it? Yeah, yeah, I talk, I talk about it. Now, how can you not? Because they, I don't initiate the conversation. They usually initiate it with me by sending weird YouTube videos. But um, like you and your weight loss. I know. Just send them back some weight loss tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, I don't... Well, yeah. I, I had the thing yesterday, so I went to... Um, we share a beautician, you mm. and I, and she straight out said, look, I have to tell you, I'm not getting vaccinated. So um, are you still cool with coming here? Wow, yeah. interesting. She actually put it right out there. And she's, she said she believes at least 60% of her clients are unvaccinated and she's going to keep letting them come. Yeah, interesting. We might be and getting you know, a new petition. Well, yeah, my vanity goes, oh, she's so good. <laughs> I know, and you go, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's like breaking up a relationship and finding a new one. It is really hard, isn't it? I, I think, I tell you, I just realised. But the problem is she could be shut down. How good right? is the gym going to be next week? Oh. I'm going to book in for classes in about two months <laughs> because you know what? 
hardly anyone's going to be vaccinated around here. And it means, because I go to the gym at the moment, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be in the gym with all these people. Mm. Now, is it full, the gym? Well, often it is. And often people aren't wearing masks and doing stuff. Uh, It is hard to wear a mask when you're exerting. Yeah. But it's often full. Yeah, you get gyms are pumping the Mullum gym, the local. Wow. So now I just realized the gym. Gym's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be my gym. Yeah. Oh, no, this is good. And if you can, if you need your hair done or a beautician appointment or anything like that, yeah, great, good times. Actually, interestingly, my um, where I get my nails done, I got my, my manicurist. She said yesterday, she's interesting for them because they mainly have all local client base. So I said we never really worry. There's never usually any space in the books to let tourists in. Yeah. But over the next two months, because a lot of there'll be some of our clients that can't get in because they haven't been doubly vaxxed. Will be do we take a client that we know that lives here, or do we take someone who's up from Sydney yeah. who's doubly vaccinated, etc.? And I went. She was in a conundrum. I just think it's terrible that people are being put in this situation. I don't a business I, business owner. You I know, think, I think businesses having to enforce it is really. And yeah. I don't know if you've got a business out there. I think people are really fatigued from. You know, it's been well, another another mask woman. Wearing yeah, really that's right. In. Another woman in in Mullum who I know who owns a very busy business in Mullum and who is you know right into she's she's vaccinated. She wears the mask, all that stuff. She just said, "I'm not asking people about their vaccination." She said, "I have had enough with the masks." Um, it's still happening. You saw it happen in her shop last week. Yeah. You told me. She just said, "I'm not doing it." It's really. I I'm think it's actually not doing it, and she people. said, "And I'm not asking my junior staff to do it either." Oh, and no, imagine the kids. I'm on the poor kids out there. There's that, that's sixteen-year-olds having to ask. Yeah. Oh it's my god. It's insane. It is. It's insane. And what? What is the actual point of it? Is it to force people to get a vaccination? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I can okay. see the point of trying to do it to actually mm. encourage vaccination because it's like there was a cutoff, that sense of urgency, but. But, I don't know. but then they announced that on 1st of December it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. So people will just hold out. I know. Won't they? They just won't be able to go shopping. Well, they can because they can still go and get essential items. I think you can items. get essential. Just can't so do the fun can... stuff. Oh, it's really, I just think making people do it is really – particularly when retail staff have – they don't get paid enough. No. What you could do is say – this would work. Okay, we want you to do this, but whoever in your business is the enforcer – the government's going to give you um, an extra X amount a week to actually be the person on duty who enforces it and you give them like 50 bucks an hour. Mm. Like you give them an extra, like you have to almost give them well, double, give them double time. To be, I think it needs to be security people that, that yeah. do that. You know, they're, they're they wouldn't trained. They security. No, they, that must be a booming business at the moment. But they're trained in that, you know, conflict resolution. A kid isn't. Well, I just think For anyone, no amount of money. Honestly, you give me. Would you, you do it? Um, I think if I had, yeah, I'd do it. if I had a job doing it and they double paid me, mm. if I was getting, if I was working in a retail or in hospitality and they said, if you stand at the door and do this and we're going to give you double time, yeah, I'd do it. Would you? Yep. Yeah, I was getting paid well for it. It's just a job. Mm. I didn't make the rules. I didn't make the rules. It's just a job. I wouldn't do it because I, I think it's actually ineffectual. I think it doesn't matter whether that person is no, it who is coming I'm in. I'm just talking They're about checking having a, in. I'm having a job. Yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't just, do it. I'd um, look. I'd be one of the one of the antis on this one. Well, I actually just I'm think double vaxxed. It's all you know. That's double all double vaxxed, triply waxed. Yeah, I'm all out there. But I think 
it, it's mm. ridiculous because I don't think it, it doesn't make any difference to the actual spread of COVID. It's not about that though. No, I know it's, it's not about, about that. It's about compliance. But I would, I, my big thing with it is, okay, whatever theory you're going to have for compliance, one, it's not fair here because we're, to yeah. have those rules here because we haven't had access to vaccination in uh-huh. the way and there's been such long wait lists so they should give us a bit more time and i just think the government's using retail etc as enforcers mm. of their of their ineffectual of their ridiculous um, yeah. attempt to actually roadmap of their roadmap so but they're not giving them and they're, they're putting them under pressure and they're not giving them anything to do it, like an incentive, which would be here's a budget to pay that staff member X amount because it's a stressful, hard job and mm. it's a um, blah, blah. I actually think that would – I think I think that another incentive payment would have been good. And I think businesses, if they had that, would feel supported mm. and go, okay, well, a lot of, here's a website. Yeah. This is what you ask people. This is – you can ring us for confidential support if you really – if you've been harassed at work – um, and you need to talk to someone on our phone line. They need to have give people counsel. Like you need to have access to counselling after someone's mm. abused you in your country mm. town. Oh, yeah, I've got the whole thing sorted now. You have. I'm, I'm perite. <laughs> oh, speaking of was a problem. Oh, oh New South Wales has we got a have problem. a problem. I know, Dominic Perite. I know. Oh God. Can you imagine? Scott Morrison must be sitting there with a massive boner. Oh, I reckon. Over having this guy put in. Oh, they love Slowly it. Slowly but surely he's getting his little... I get my ultra-right-wing yeah. fundamentalist, gay-hating, women-hating, mm. kind of God-loving. Do you think they've just put him in because they know they're going to lose the next election and they don't want to put in their, their good one? Good one? Have they got a good one? I think they think they're going to they win They do have it. a good one. Who's the good one? He's down. I think he's, he's a member down at... Um, down at um, Eden or somewhere like that. He's great. He was really great during the bushfires. He's a good one. Don't know I his don't name. Don't know his name. No. Um, I don't know, Ellen. I've given up trying to work out their strategy. God, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, the strategy is is that um, there are people within government. Um, there's ultra right wing factions that mm. are very powerful. The Christian, the conservative Christian lobby group is very powerful. Mm. Um, and you know he he voted against marriage equality. He's um, he voted against um, decriminalising abortion. He um, he that this I think next week they're um, talking about the voluntary um, assisted dying. In, oh, and he'd be uh, he, totally he, against he, that. He won't. Yeah, it is a conscience vote, and it should be. It should be. No, no one should be using. But he will. He, there's no way he'll. No. Um, and I also think for something like that, it's almost like that you, you really do need to be representing the views of your electorate. Well, that's what you're there for. I know. So for you to have your conscience and go, well, that goes mm. against my values, when you know how many people actually support that. Well, this is exactly what happened with the, the marriage equality vote in Tony Abbott's electorate. He Overwhelmingly, that electorate voted yes and he voted no. See, that's wrong. It's unbelievably wrong and it's not democratic. It's not – we put these people in there to represent us. So look at – we've gone all – What, what is all, his – oh, no, per, look, listen to us. Where, where is his electorate? Um, it's a good question. I don't actually know where his electorate is. Is he a country person? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't think so but I'm not thinking he is. Perotai. Um, yeah, he is, he's, he's got a lot of um, – 
I think we've got a lot to be concerned about because mm. of his ultra-conservative. Um, and there was another thing that he was saying that he has a real problem with the amount of money that we throw, he says, this is his words, throwing around into welfare. Oh, um, yes. Which Im- impacts on... Um, dissolving families yeah, and creating... Yeah, it encourages, encourages... The dissolution of families, yeah. And what you're talking and about... And creates single mothers. Yeah, and very often they're women living violent relationships. Yeah. And you go, you should... Like, I was... You're going... Nobody leaves... Nobody leaves a relationship going, oh, cool, I'm going on the single mother's pension. This is going to be the fucking best life. I know. Nobody. the pension? I've been on the single parent's Nobody pension. Nobody does. And what I'll tell you what, it's... It, it's dismal. Dismal. You're... You, you, it's not enough to live and on. Of you're not, it's you're not. not doing it because it's a, that whole idea that, um, and this whole idea that the reason you keep families together is that you give women no options to leave. That's right. Oh my God, that's just terrifying. Stay, stay in that thing mm. until you, you know. That it's very Handmaid's Tale. It's really hard. I feel like we are in Handmaid's Tale. Mm. He could be a character out of Pinochet. What's he's not Pinochet? <laughs> Peritay. <laughs> Pinochet. Pinochet. <laughs> Chilean dictator. <laughs> Um, Julian, Close. isn't he? Um, per- I don't know. Oh, Perineum. Dominic Perineum. <laughs> no. I've got to say his name and it's Perite. My husband called him Peritates. And I went, oh, John, don't do that because now I think of that. I think of I think of Perineum. Perite. 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 Palaché. Palaché. They're all Perite. Perite. Say over me. Perite. Palaché. Perite. Perite. Palaché. Oh, Perite and Pelachet walked into a bar. <laughs> he wouldn't let her walk into the bar. He said, stay outside in the car and you wait for me till I'm finished, bitch. That's, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He's had like 400 children. He's like, mm. he's one of those breedy ones too. Did you hear the reporter the other day? There was, And surprisingly, she was from Sky News and she was going, you know, how are you going to juggle being the leader with all the children that you have? You know, like oh. asking all the questions that would be asked if. That's good. That was a fair Good honour. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. She'll be sacked from Sky News now. Yeah. Alan, <laughs> Alan Jones will have her thrown out in a chaff bag. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah, because he's just mean. We yeah. don't like him. Yeah. Anyway, that's us for the week. We that were some juicy ones. That Keep sending juicy. them in. Keep sending it in. Because we're so good at this, aren't we? Oh yeah, we're real problem solvers. Look at us go. We're problem creators. We and are problem solvers. And we've also got we've shows are starting to come back. We're at well, this this is out on Friday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, we're at. Carumban RSL. Yes. I think it's sold out. It though. would be sold out for sure. That's going to be fun with our Gold Coast girls. We love it up there. I know. We can't wait. And then next month, that's all for this month, but then next month we have Grafton. Oh, that's right. The Jacaranda Festival. That'll be fun at the Jacaranda Festival. We'll be the Jacaranda Queens, yep. Mandy. We will be. I love to And be. then we're heading up into Queensland to do a couple up there at um, Beachmont and Aratula. And they're our free health-wise ones. So if you're in that area... Get on to that. I will. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you'll be there. You don't have to get on to it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Bye, everyone. All right. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like us, like us for real. Yeah. Hit the like button. That'd be lovely for wherever you listen to us. And hey, when you listen to us, you hear the really gorgeous music, our intro and outro music from Simon and Guyan. So thanks to them too. Yeah. Thanks to them. And um, keep on listening and we'll talk to you next week. See, See ya. See you then.